You see, after the tam at nachta, which is the one that makes like a pause, there is an empty space here, right? You see? That empty space gives room to our mefarshim to interpret it. This is telling us something. So it's kind of... I, I heard that Hashem usually wouldn't appear to the Nevi'im at night, but during the day to give them prophecy. But there is like an urgency. So at night, Hashem appears to Natan and tells him, tell my servant David, that's what Hashem said, you are going to build a house for me to dwell. Why are you doing it with a question I am adding it. No, there is a question mark. It's a rhetorical... He's going to continue in the next passage. There is a question mark. Listen, in Hebrew... Hebrew, Wait, wait, wait. Exactly. It's... uh, Are you going to... That's that's the meaning of it. Okay, now... uh, And and Hashem continues. We're we're going to explain now. Ki lo yashavti bevait lemi yom ha'aloti... את בני ישראל ממצרים ועד היום הזה ויהיה מתהלך באוהל ובמשכן. השם יסיים, For I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought the children of Israel up from Egypt to this day, I have moved about in a tent and a tabernacle. So השם still is not clear what is the answer. השם is saying, you are going to build me a house like I'm trying to add a little bit, like, for what I remember, I have been always in a tent. Like, why, why is, I am adding, why is that bothering you? This has been my situation from the moment Bene Israel left Egypt till today. I have been in a tent, in a mobile structure. It has not been a permanent building. But in, in the Torah, doesn't it give instructions of how to build... Or yes, that's the Mishkan. Like, oh, that's listen, just the Mishkan. That's, that's the Mishkan. The, that's what, what the No, the Beit HaMikdash has the same uh, element, the same uh, instrument, no instruments, how do we, what do you call it? The utensils, utensils, but in a building. The Mishkan is done from curtains. It's like a, a ohel, like a tent. So that's how Hashem... So, so, so let's see, let's see. What is what is that? So what is your question first? When David asked first, what did he get? So why did Nathan first say, "Go ahead, do whatever right? you want," and then yeah. right? That when when David asked, Nathan told him, "Do whatever you want." David Amelech wants to build the Beit Hamikdash. He says, "It cannot be. I'm sitting in a palace, and the Aaron of Hashem is in a in a tent, in a, a temporary a makeshift. makeshift dwelling. Yes, and not a solid dwelling. So." If you pay attention on Pasuk Gimel, it says, Vayomer Natan el How is Natan called on the previous Pasuk, Pasuk Bet? Natan Hanavi. Natan Hanavi. Here is not saying Natan Hanavi, which means what? Exactly. He's speaking like, the, like from himself. Like he doesn't even feel I need to go to ask Hashem. The project is good. You're asking to be the Beta Mikdash. You are a good king. Your intentions are good. Hashem has been blessing you in everything you do. You did so. Go ahead and build why, it. Then why would but Hashem? Ask, why would you ask him to begin with if he didn't want Hashem's approval? He would just do whatever he wanted. Like he doesn't need Natan's approval. No, David is asking. David wants to know if that's okay. But well, the Navi- they just had a whole episode with the Mishkan also because they did things wrong and someone died as a result. I don't know if it's just. I don't know how long has passed. I don't know if the Mefarshim referred to that. How long has passed from previous chapter to this chapter? Because it says here, How long? How long did he sit uh, comfortably? We don't know. I don't know how long has passed from last time. Uh, perhaps it's immediately. Perhaps it's uh, after... A week, after a month, after a year, I don't know. know. There is no, there, he says that there are no, no wars. So yes. he, needs a, he needs a project. Not only that, not only that. In the Torah, it is told to us, when Hashem, uh, when you find finally peace, then it's going to be the time to take upon all these projects. 
Did the Beit Hamikdash? But it says it didn't ask the Beit Hamikdash. What do you say? Oh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say nothing. It doesn't no, say anything. She's asking if in the Torah it says like it's at one any of point that Hashem tells them to build a Beit Hamikdash. Hashem will want us to build the Beit Hamikdash. The answer is still not finished. Let, let's let's see. let's see. Um, so I, I just heard a beautiful midrash. I wanna I wanna share it with you in regards to this post that we see here in the Pasuk. So first of all, we know that it's happening in the Laila, in the night, because there is an urgency. So the Midrash says, the Piska, the post, is hinting to a very important thing, a very important nevoa that usually is not given during the night, and now it's given during the night. So there is a machloket in, uh, between the rabbis, Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa and Rav Simon Nechleku. These two rabbis had different opinions. Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa says, uh, what, what did Hashem tell Natan? He told him, Ha'ish Hazeh, David, who ish mahir. He is fast. fast. Whenever he wants to do something, he is effective. He is going to immediately, if he wants to build the Beit HaMikdash, and you told him, yes, build the Beit HaMikdash, Early in the morning, he's already going to go and hire um, the workers to start building. Go and stop him. Go and tell him that he's not going to build the Beit Hamikdash because Hashem is telling uh, Natan and Avi, I don't want him to to waste his money while he hires the poalim, the workers, and then he's going to have that omit al alai. He's going to be upset at me, Hashem, that I'm not letting him go ahead with this project. That's one opinion. There's another opinion from Rab Bar Simon uh, that says, Rab Simon that says, Ha'isha zeh nadranhu. It's okay, it's okay. Nadranhu, nadran is noheg lindor. He's used to make promises, nether. Why would a person make a nether? Sometimes you make a nether because you want to impose on yourself. Like imagine you say, I want to build a mikveh, I want to build a Beta Knesset. You can have the wish, but if you say, I make a nether that I'm going to do that, you are going to force yourself to do it. We don't want people making netherim, don't learn from this. But Hashem is saying, Aisha is netherani, will make netherim, and why do I want you to stop him? I don't want David to have to come to the Sanhedrin to undo the nether and he's going to be embarrassed. Because he has this sheifa, uh, this ambition to build the Beit HaMikdash and then he will have to break that nether because I am not telling him to build it. Let's continue a little bit on the Pesukim. Still is not clear. The answer of Hashem has not, ans- has not been uh, finished. Um, בכל אשר התהלכתי, היה מפסוק זין, בכל אשר התהלכתי בכל בני ישראל, הדבר דיברתי את אחד שבטי ישראל, אשר ציוויתי לראות את עמי, את ישראל, לאמור, למה לא בניתם לי בית ארזים? So Hashem is asking again, wherever I moved about among all the children of Israel, did I say a word? to one of the leaders of Israel whom I have appointed to shepherd my people Israel saying, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Ve'ata, and now, ko tomar le'avdi le'david, Hashem is speaking to Natan Navi. you shall tell my servant David, ko amar Hashem tsevaot, ani lekachticha minanave, me'achar atzon liyot nagid alami al Israel. So now, so shall you say to my servant, to David, that said, Hashem, master of legions, I have taken you from the sheepfold, from following the flocks, to become ruler over my people, over Israel. So what is Hashem telling him? He's telling him, I have chosen you to become a king. And what were you before that? You were a shepherd. So from being a shepherd, I chose you to become a ruler over Israel. And I continue. I have been with you everything in every place you went. 
and I destroyed the enemies in front of you, and I made for you a very big name, a very great name. Israel, and I also made a plan, a place. I, I shall no, besamti, sorry. Pasuk so cute. No, this like is in the, like the renown of the great men of the world. Yeah, yeah, I said that. Not exactly, but yes, I like of the great men of the world. I gave you a great name. Now, Vesamti Makom Leamile Israel Unetaativ Veshachantahtav Veloid Gazod. I shall yet establish a place for my people for Israel. I shall plant it there and it shall dwell in its place so that it shall be disturbed no more. Iniquitous, iniquitous, how do you say that? Iniquitous. Iniquitous people will not longer afflict it as in early times. And also from the day that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I shall give you respite from all your enemies. So Hashem is saying here... Hebrew is so beautiful. Huh? It's, it's very so flowery. Yes, I, 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 I like it much more. I don't understand it English. I skipped, I skipped one pasuk. And I skipped one pasuk. And I skipped one pasuk. And I skipped one pasuk. Lecha Hashem. So that's so beautiful. Pay attention. And Hashem informs you that Hashem will establish a dynasty for you. Now, in English, we're speaking about dynasty. In Hebrew, what is the word? Oh. Kibait Yaase Lecha Hashem. The bite. So Hashem is saying, you want, you want to build a bite for me, a house for me. But you're really the bite. I am going to build your house. But he's building a house in David. He's building the house in David, which is the house of the dynasty. The, the, and we are going to be seeing now what does it mean. Like David is already a king. What does it mean that Hashem builds the dynasty of David? It's very what? obvious. What? It's that the, the future kings of Israel will always come exactly. from Exactly. You are going to be established as a king once your son is a king. Like David, at the beginning it starts saying that when David saw that things are quiet, but he's sitting here. He thinks, okay, that's it. Everything is quiet. It's time to continue. Let's build the Betamidar. And Shem is kind of telling David, hey, this is the beginning of the, of the journey. You still need to establish yourself as a king. And you establish yourself as a king once your children are kings. Only then, only then, the Beta Migdash will be rebuilt. Okay. <laughs> you don't get scared. Okay. But he's, it's so, I don't know, it's so poetic, the language. It's, it's so beautiful. Nice. Let, let's finish because I have more to say. It's a very, no, it's a very complicated answer, not clear. But this answer, for later, you can even count how many times the center word on the paragraph, on the chapter, is going to be what is the word? What can you guess? Bite. Bite. I was just about to say, you're saying it's beautiful, it is beautiful, but it's so hard to understand the meaning. Like, I would never think that when you said bite, he meant dying. It's not a clear it's answer. So it's not a clear answer. It's a, it's, a, it's a poetic bite. Like, last week and this week when I was preparing the class, I really felt the beauty of being able to understand a chapter with Perushim. Like, you read it and you get an idea. But only once you go to the rabbis, to the Mefarshim, to our sources, you get the, the inner and deeper meaning of it. So for now, we just... We're seeing... I feel like Shmuel, Aleph, and Shmuel, but all of it is like that. No? Perhaps because I, I remembered more of Shmuel Aleph and I remember less from Shmuel Bet, I'm learning it like new, really. I don't remember these chapters. Like the, 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 the Torah itself is not like that. This is like that. Could like... be, could be. Okay, let's continue. Uh, so what else is Hashem telling him? Because I 
mimeecha vahachinoti et mamlachto. When your days are complete and you lie with your forefathers, I shall raise up after you your offspring who will issue from your loins and he shall make his kingdom firm. Like the, the solidity of your kingship, kingdom, will be proven once your child uh, continues. He is the one. He shall build a temple for my sake and I shall make firm the throne of his kingdom forever. I shall be a father unto him. I am again forgetting the Hebrew. And shall be a father unto him, and he shall be a son unto me, so that when he sings, I will chastise him with the rod of men and with afflictions of human beings. So Hashem is even telling David the Melech, yes, your son will be a king and our relationship is going to be the same relationship of a father and son. How is the relationship of father and son? When the son makes a mistake, the father will justice, will punish or will uh, teach. But that doesn't mean that there is a... There's an abandonment of the child. So this is what Hashem is telling in regards to Shlomo. But my kindness will not be removed from him. This is going to be different. You know, when Shaul sinned, what did I do? I cut. I disconnected. I didn't allow his descendants to be king after him. With you is going to be different. This is what Hashem is saying. My kindness will not be removed from him as I removed from Shaul, whom I removed from before you. Your, uh, and let's continue. Your dynasty and your kingdom will remain steadfast before you forever. Your throne will remain firm forever in accordance with all these words and this entire vision. So did Natan and Navi, I, I'm adding Navi, Navi, speak to David. So, what is the question of David and what is the answer that Hashem is giving to him? What did he want to do? He wanted to build the Beit HaMikdash. Nadan says, yes, of course, go ahead. Hashem is telling Nadan, no, 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 go fast and tell David. It doesn't give him a clear no. It's very pedagogical, you know? It's like, uh, I don't know, you want to go to, no, give me an example of a child asking something from his father and he tells him, it doesn't tell him exact no, it's about you're having all of this. I don't know. I want what my brother has. I know I want specific thing, but you tell him, no, but you are responsible for all this house. It's, it's kind of different, but the, 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 what is important for us to know is that the answer is no. David is getting a no. It's a no, but. It's a no, but it's a no that comes together with an amazing gift. It's no to the gift that he's asking, but he's getting, like he wanted a car, but he's getting, I don't know, an airplane. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, what a, a person wants more than anything in life for his children to, to see Nachat Ma'iladim from his children. Yeah. And he's telling him, you will see it. Yeah. I'm giving them the kingdom, and they're going to build the like This is the best, best. It's almost, this is almost like Abraham. Like he's telling him about his descendants and his Okay, promising. like a promise, okay. It's, I remember when I learned this, and it's like one of the few things I remember about Shmuel in middle school. My teacher was explaining to us that this is actually like better than what he asked for because you want more for your kids than you want for yourself. That's anyway. beautiful. That's and beautiful. so it's not it's not a no. It's a no, but it's a soft no. Exactly. And our rabbis tell us that usually parents don't get jealous of their children. Usually. Like you can be jealous of every other person's success that they have more than you, that they become more than you, but not from your own children. Yeah, you want, you want your children you want to, be, to be successful. So here is not only having your children do more than you, it's also 
the security of the kingdom, of the Melucha, of being Melech Israel. Like, uh, this is not a small thing. This is great. Now, you spoke about remembering. Any of you had studied the book of Shmuel? Yes. What do you remember? What do you remember? What is the reason that Hashem is telling David, no, you're not going to build the house, your son will? Exactly. That's what we always know. Your hands are full of blood. You cannot be the one to build the Bet HaMikdash. The Bet HaMikdash is a house of shalom, of peace. I, I, I cannot allow uh, hands filled with blood to let us sec, to be engaged on the building of the Bet HaMikdash. So I posted on the chat, and I, I just copied and pasted from the shiur of Rabbi Amnon Bazak, Open the chat, open the, our Shul's chat, and you have there the source from Dibre Hayamim. So in the book of Shmuel, we don't get that reason, but we see that in Dibre Hayamim Aleph, Perek, uh, here, Perek Afbet Pasuk Zain. This is what David is speaking with his son Shlomo. So he's telling, Bayomer David li Shlomo Beni. He summoned his son Shlomo. Where am I? Yes, my son, he told him, my son, I had in mind to build a temple for the name of Hashem my God. Yes? Uh, Dam la rov shafachta, umelhamot gidolot asita, lotivne bait lishmi, kidamim rabim shafachta arzalefanai. So David tells Shlomo, but the word of Hashem came to me saying, You have shed much blood and have made great wars. You shall not build a temple for my name's sake, for you have shed much blood upon the ground before me. And then he ineben olatlach. So David is telling, continues telling Shlomo what Hashem told him. Behold, a son will be born to you. He will be a man of rest. And I shall grant him rest from all his enemies all around. His name will be Shlomo from Shalom. Even the name is related to his essence. And I will bestow peace and tranquility upon Israel in his days. He will build a temple for my name's sake. He will be a son to me, and I will be a father to him. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. So Hashem, uh, David is giving this assignment or this uh, inheritance to his son Shlomo, telling him, I wanted to do this. But Hashem told me that I can't because I've been too much engaged in wars. Now... I don't know what are you thinking, but some of you could be saying, this is not fair, poor David. Like, it's really not a punishment. It's kind of a consequence. It's, imagine, imagine, you are painting with red paint, and I need somebody to hold a white fabric, white fabric, and let's say, or take care of the table, because I will never ask from the one that has paint on the hands to do it. You're going to make the, the white fabric stain. This is exactly what happened, the hands of David. It was not a choice, perhaps it was. Was it a choice, all the words of David? Okay, so in the Yamim, there is two sources, one when he tells his son Yaakov and another one. But I want you, I also posted there, what does Radak say about the, the blood that uh, is in the hands of David? It's in English. Blood of okay, so how are we to understand this phenomenon that he, his hands were filled with blood? Why does David speak of a reason that was not mentioned in Natan prophecy? The Radak, in his commentary to Dibre Yamim, proposes two fundamental explanations of this phenomenon. You sh have shed blood abundantly. We do not find that Hashem said this to him, but David said this in his heart, that for this reason... Hashem prevented him from building the temple. So one reason that Radak says, why this is not brought in our source, in Shmuel, why? It was David's own realization. So David said, wow, it must be that. It must be that Hashem doesn't want me 
to build the Beit HaMikdash because of all the wars and the blood that they have spilled. Or it could be a second reason, possible reason that Radak brings us. Natan the prophet said this to him, and even though it is not written in the book of Shmuel, there are many examples, for example, and you said we will send men, etc. In other words, either David was not given this reason, but he nevertheless thought that this is in fact was the true reason, or else David was told this in a different prophecy that is not recorded in the book of Shmuel. And there are several reasons why Hashem prevented David from building the temple. Okay? Uh, what were you saying in regards to the abundant blood? Uh, Gabi, anybody, what does, what does it mean? Oh, the blood of Uriah should refer to. Yes. So Radak says this. He suggests two understanding. You have shed blood abundantly, for there was innocent blood among the blood that he shed. Like, for Radak, it's not clear. So what? You have to do the wars. The wars were necessary. So he says it must be that among or in between mm. all that blood that he shed, there was blood that had, was innocent, like the blood of Uriah. Uriah. Okay, so the, the blood of Uriah, it's well, going to so happen later. This happened before. I mean, it's, uh, but, but at the same time, we, we said that in, in war, if somebody dies, it's, it's okay. That's why Radak says, I don't, I don't think it's because of regular wars, but it's because some actions that David uh, engaged in spilling. Yes, it was the, the husband of Bathsheba. He sent, her, he sent him to the first front. To the but first but, lines, but front that, lines, and then he died but there. But even that, I was thinking, if it, he wasn't in the front lines, then other man would have been in the front lines. Okay, but that's a matter. So, Hashem is the one that decides who is going to die, but he put somebody to die. But, that, but doesn't he always pick the people that have to fight? He wanted him to die. Okay, can we leave that discussion when we get there? We're not there. Yeah, but that, this is still not happening. Huh? This still it's and Radak says for what is going to happen later. Can I ask Let me just finish the idea. He says, or what other innocent blood was shed? What episode? Let's see if you, rec if you remember. You remember that by David's actions, by David's irresponsible actions, blood was shed. When he came to Nov, Ira Kohanim, he, he endangered them. He, he spoke next to, like there was, uh, uh, what's his name? Doega Edomi. He was listening there. That's not fair. That's not fair. Okay, this is what Radak is telling us. I like Radak's first one more. Okay, so this is what Radak is saying. Okay, nevertheless, continues Radak, he was not punished for them because his intention was to destroy the wicked that they not attack Israel and to save himself when he was in the land of the Pristim, and therefore he spared... Oh, no, sorry. He brings another reason, the nations. You remember that whenever he was with the Pristim, he would go and kill everyone so they don't tell him that he was with the Israelim. You remember? Yeah. When, he, when he showed Melech Gat that he was with them, he would go, killed everybody the in the area the, of the Plishtim, and so they don't tell him that he was fighting for Israel. So here it says, it cannot be because he was doing it to save Am Israel. Anyways, uh, Hashem buried him from building a temple which is for peace and atonement of sin and the crown of prayer as he forbade the waving of iron over the altar and in the temple. Since iron is used for the production of tools of death, it should not be used for the production of tools of peace. So Radak is comparing the prohibition to use iron in the altar with the prohibition for David to build the temple because David was engaged in shedding blood and the iron is also used for utensils to kill. What was your question? It wasn't a question, it was a comment. And it's that when Hashem puts emphasis on the word bite and he uses it more in a metaphorical sense, it, to me it almost seems like that is of more importance to Hashem. Not so much a house that can be destroyed, but rather a dynasty that will be established. Like, it's a huge contrast from Shaul, where David, even now, we're waiting for Mashiach ben David, and it's like 
that's what keeps us as people. It's not the temple, it's us. Yes, but you are saying as if one is coming instead of the other, but this is not what it's told to us here. It's told to us, my bite, the one that you want to build to me, is going to come together with your bite, yeah, the one that they want to build to you. It's going to come together, idea. like it has to come together. You can build my house once your house is established. Uh, beautiful, yes, you're right. It's a very important idea. Like uh, It also says that I shall plant it there and it shall dwell in its place and that it shall be disturbed no more. But we know that it's broken, the Beit HaMikdash twice. Like, he makes it seem like once it's built, it's not going to be disturbed. Uh, what pasuk are you reading? Not a ten. It it refers to. It doesn't refer to the Beit Hamikdash. It refers to the Melucha, to the kingdom. Samti makom leami serunetati veshachan tachtav. It refers. It shall be disturbed no more. Iniquitous people will no longer afflict it in every time. It's speaking about the times of David and Shlomo. This is what he speaks. He doesn't speak forever, for never. We know that in the Torah is told to us to, to dwell in Eretz Israel is conditional. We know that. But he's speaking about this timing that you're going to see your dynasty being solidified, established with your son Shlomo. And during the times of Shlomo, really is going to be our most prosperous time whenever we, we are recognized by everyone in the world. Okay. I, mean, I, I, know, I know most of the story, but it's like here, he didn't even give a chance to show. Like Hashem could have been with Shaul and told him this is the wrong thing to do. And if Hashem wanted, this could have gone that other way. It's just as if here he just chose David. Okay. Wait, I have Everybody. Hang on. I mean, there was a lot of things that Shaul did, but here he says, I'm going to stay with you. With oh. David, not like I didn't stay with Cho. Like he even mentions it, I didn't stay with Cho. Yeah. But no, why is that? Why is that? Shaul didn't learn from his mistakes. He's not only didn't learn from his mistakes, Shaul's mistakes were in the national level. In regards to the mitzvot that Hashem commands him as a king for Am Israel. David has shown at any step of his walking around, we saw him how he listens to Hashem. David's mistakes, as we know them, have been personal in his personal life. As a king, listening to Hashem's guidance and, and commandment, we didn't see that he does it wrong. Another thing that could have taken place had Shaul maybe made different decisions was that his daughter was married to David, so it could have been that had, let's say, his... We all have, like... We all have the option to make the right decision or not. And it could be that, let's say, Shaul, had he not erred the way he did, maybe the, the kingdom would have continued through his descendant that Michal could have theoretically had with David, that would have been Shaul's grandson. And then, like, I'm just saying hypothetically, it, it, it wasn't... No, it, 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 it refers to sons, to his son. The, but he's. But even he, so, like it, it would have been like it a should have been line. Jonathan. It should have been Jonathan. The the you know the continuation of Shaul. But Shaul is punished that his kingdom is katua nikta. I feel like even Jonathan is punished. Jonathan chooses to go with Shaul. He had the choice. Also. Jonathan had the choice to go with David. We don't judge him. He's his father but he's choosing to be part of Shaul's camp. There were moments we saw it that Jonathan has to decide, do I stay with you, David? I know that Hashem will choose you. I know that Hashem is with you. I know that Hashem is not with my father anymore. And I still choose to go with my father. Maybe that was like respect. I, I'm not judging. I, how can you judge a son going with his father? I don't, I don't know what Hashem would expect from him. I'm not... A, we're getting into too much uh, complexity and judging how Hashem judged. We don't know. We don't know. No, no, but, but definitely, no, def I, I, you I know what I, I always think that beginnings are very important. Beginnings, the behavior of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov 
are extremely important because they are creating the Yesodot, they are creating the, the, the foundations of our nation. Our first king, it is very important that he establishes how a king has to behave in Am Israel. The king is under Hashem's command. There is a king above a king. And if you don't act in that way, how are we starting this new game of having a king in Am Israel? We actually learned about how to become a king because of the way Shaul reacted. Could be. Yeah. Could be that perhaps it's not a punishment, but it's a Bikrovaya Kadesh, as Hashem Learned says this. after the, the death of Bnei Aaron. Anybody, any other, other comment? We continue. Yeah, okay. there's a lot of tikva here. That means if it says Ad Olam, that means it's coming. No, of we course. Have, of it's course. It's coming, Hashem. Okay, let's continue. Let's see what is David's reaction. How sad is David that is not going to have the zechut to build the Beit Hamikdash? How is David act, uh, responding? Vayavo hamelech David vayeshev lifne Hashem vayomer mi anochi Hashem Elohim umi veiti ki haviotani ad halom. What is a little bit strange in this pasuk? He's not upset, but also when you come in front of Hashem, you're supposed to stand and he's sitting. It says here, Hashem. Why is he sitting? What does it mean he came before Hashem? Where is he? It says in the commentary, it says he sat down before the ark. He comes to Hashem, to the ark. Why did he, sa- why did he sit? I, I heard one explanation is that this was so overwhelming for him. Like he needed to hold, oh, really, like he really needed to sit because he was about to faint. That's how big the news were, but he still has the feeling and the need to pour his heart and say everything that he feels. Who am I, oh my Lord, Hashem Elohim, and who is my household that you should have brought me this far? Which means, Humility, humbleness. Vatiktan odzot beenecha Hashem Elokim, vatedaber gam el bet avdecha lemerachok, vezot torat haadam Hashem Elokim. He says, uh, and yet this was still still insufficient in your eyes, my Lord Hashem Elokim. So you have spoken even of your servants, household in the distant future. And that would be fitting for great men. Oh, my Lord, Hashem Elohim. I also read, uh, Rabbi uh, Amnon Bazak says that by David's answer, you can feel and you can see that there is not too much clarity. He's very overwhelmed with emotions, that his language is a little bit blurry. You don't understand. There is not a clear message. So he says, Hashem, thank you, and you, you do this for my family, and, and not, not, not now, but even for the future, for my descendants in the future. What do we remember about descendants in the future? We remember, actually, punishment, not blessings, right? If you want, we can postpone our class in, pre, in, the, in the future and be upstairs, whatever you, you want. The time, 7.30 or 8.30, whatever you want, I'm okay. Used downstairs. Last time they, we checked, there was people. Nah. Does this close? I tried to close it, but it doesn't move. That they know how to close. We just don't know. We have to ask from them, perhaps. They pray downstairs. They study and pray. No, it's easy. Okay. Let's continue. If you if you follow the the words, you can you can. Uh, it does uh, he 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 has turmoil within him. He has like turmoil inside him. He has some feelings, and, but when he but he doesn't want to say anything to contradict Hashem, so he keeps praising Hashem for what he gave him anyways. What does it mean? Vezot Torat Hadam Hashem Elokim. Vezot Torat Hadam. 
the one that I read, תכונת האדם, כלומר, זאת שדיברת עליי, תכונת האדם הגדול, הוא ולא אדם שפל וגבוה כמוני, כמו שאמר מי אנוכי. He says, all what you are saying, השם, all what you are saying, is something to be said to... It's something to be said to great men, not to me. All what, you are, all what you told me, Hashem, that my son will continue and they will stay forever, is to be said to great men. And David feels that he is very small. Umayosif David. Aha, yes. Umayosif David od ledaber elecha. Ve'ata yadata et avdecha Hashem elokim. And what else can I add? You know me, Hashem. You know who I am, you know my value. בעבור דברך וכליבך עשית את כל הגדולה הזאת להודיע את עבדיך. It is because of your word and your desire that you have bestowed all this greatness upon me and informed your servant of it. על כן גדלת השם אלוקים כי אין כמוך ואין אלוהים זולתך בכל אשר שמענו באוזנינו. Because you are great, my Lord, השם אלוקים, for there is none like you. And there is no God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. As you said, it's very overwhelmed. And, and it, like, you, you, you said this about me, it's because you are great. It's because your eyes, because you want to say this about me. There is nobody like you, Hashem. We never heard anything about that. And there is no one, is not only praising Hashem, is praising also Am Israel. Israel, go yechad ba'aretz. And who is like your people, like Israel, a unique nation on earth whom God went forth to redeem unto himself for a people. gaining himself renown and to perform great works for you, Israel, and wonders for your land. You realize how complicated the sentences are. driving out nations and their gods from before your people whom you have redeemed for yourself for Egypt. 24. You have established for yourself your people Israel as a people unto you forever and you Hashem have been a God for them. And now, Pasuk Kafhei, Ve'ata Hashem Elokim, הדבר אשר דיברת על עבדך ועל ביתו, הקם עד עולם ועשה כאשר דיברת. השם, this is very overwhelming, I'm not deserving. You are great, your nation is great, but please, what you said, please, make it happen. Make it happen, כאשר דיברת. ויגדל שמך עד עולם לאמור, השם צבאות אלוהים. over Israel. So he's saying, it's very beautiful what David is saying here, if you really fulfill this uh, prophecy that my house is going to be um, strong and um, solid and my children are going to continue the Mluchan, Bet David is going to stay there, what is going to be the consequence of that? Your name, Hashem, is going to be exalted because when Am Israel is strong, that shows that Hashem is with us. That's one reason. Another reason because we are with you, Hashem. We follow your 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 ways, and you, we are going to see whoever is learning Melachim knows what happens. It doesn't. It's not the case at all. Whenever is not Bet David, whenever is the, the lineage moves. How many words is David using to uh, describe Hashem? Hashem, which is usually representing what? Hashem. Hashem is usually representing the personal relationship with Hashem. The Ashgacha Pratit. Tzevaot, who gave this name to Hashem? Chana. Tzevaot means that Hashem, you are in charge of legions, of armies. You are in control of what people do in the world. And Elohim is more international, more Midatadin as well. I don't know if the Mefarshim say something here about that. Bless you. 
Hashem, Master of Legion, is God over Israel. And may the house, like we're going to finish, all right? Ki ata Hashem tzavaot eloke Israel, galitetos denavdecha lemor, bait evnelach, al ken matzavdecha et libo leitpalel elecha et atefila azot. For you, Hashem, Master of Legions, God of Israel, have revealed to the ear of your servant, saying, I shall create a dynasty for you. Therefore, your servant has found it proper in his heart to pray this prayer to you. So, and now, O oh my Lord, Hashem Elohim, you are God and your words will come true and you have spoken to your servant of this benevolence and now may your desire to bless the house of your servant that it may remain forever before you, for you, before you, for you, my Lord, Hashem Elohim, have spoken and from your blessing may the house of your servant be blessed forever. We find David Amelech extremely, extremely overwhelmed and emotional, and he repeats himself, really this is going to happen, please Hashem, bless my house, and this will happen, it will be to, to uh, make your name great. But next time I will show you a little bit of how we see this reflected in Tehillim. In Tehillim, the way David connects with the Kadosh Baruch Hu when he's really receiving this promise from Hashem that his house will be Abayit Leolam. So the, the Perek started with David telling, I want to build a house to Hashem, and it ends with David understanding, I am the one that needs that Hashem builds the house for me. So this is, and this is going to happen Be'ezat Hashem together. Once the house of David is established, is strengthened by Shlomo Amelech, then it's going to be the time for Shlomo, David's son, to build Hashem's house. Okay? Sister, you said that the Ayamim was written by who? I'm checking the Wikipedia.